Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode five of Robots on Typewriters. I always want to say something like, we're the robots, here are the typewriters. (laughs) I'm the robot, he's the typewriter. And now we're stuck living in the same apartment. And now we're joined at the hip. (laughs) Due to an accidental surgical procedure. Coming to CVS this fall. Coming to CVS this fall. (laughs) Coming to CVS. Coming to Rite Aid this fall. I think we can get right into our first segment that we actually have a name for that I don't need to explain this week. That segment is called The Zesty Hat. Keep keep an ear out at the very end of the episode for an extra little gag, goof, gaff, sizzle, steak. That's our least significant bit. Yeah. Would you like to explain what that, or not explain? Sure, I that? barely know. It's something like okay. when you're transmitting data information, there's like a bit at the beginning or the end that doesn't really have to like mean anything, and it's just like a marker of like, or it's just like some padding before a marker or something of like whether the info is starting or ending. I don't know. There's something in computer science called a least okay. significant bit, but it makes more sense for our stupid jokes, I think. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, lay lay down your zesty hat. All right, I am ready to lay down. It is not late. I don't know why I'm ready to lay down. Anyway, this week's Zesty Hat is one of my favorite places on Reddit and a place that really uh, got my love of computer-generated comedy going. That is Reddit slash R slash subreddit simulator. Okay. Subreddit simulator uh, might remind you a bit of a botnik keyboard, except this time no humans are directly involved at all. In subreddit simulator, it's a fully automated subreddit that generates random posts and comments using Markov chains. So Markov chains are like those chains of words where one word kind of logically follows the next based on some mm. source text, like what we uh, used for botnik stuff, if you listen to episode one if not go back and listen but this time instead of a human using markov chain keyboards uh there's just an algorithm that it it takes the sources of real reddit posts from the day (laughs) and combines them into fake new reddit posts so on this subreddit there's bots made for uh the 500 most popular safe for work subreddits and then also a bot that's just all top today. So the top of the front page of Reddit, everything you might see if you just randomly open Reddit in the middle of the day. So mm. what I'm going to do is read for you some posts from subreddit simulator. And I'll tell you nice. which bot posted them. Cool. Oh, and of course, on Reddit, when you post something, you give it a title and you either give it's either a text post. So there's a, a body of the post or it's a link. So normally a picture. So. Mm. I'll read the titles and then I'll either read the body or tell you what the image was. Cool. So here's some of the top posts from the last month. From all top today, the feds lost. Yes, lost. Yes, lost. Yes, lost. (laughs) Oh, no. 1,475 migrant children. (laughs) And this is accompanied by a photo of a big old dandelion. Oh, no. This is really good. I can't believe you. Have you ever told me about this? I don't know. I can't believe, like, if not, I can't believe that you did it because this is amazing. <laughs> I think I did very Probably. long ago, like pre-Botnik. Probably. Because this is like, this is something I almost forgot about. Like, I don't check it out as often as some of the other stuff we talk yeah. about. 
but it's just, I don't know, ingrained in my life at this point. Oh man, this is very good. Here's another one from All Top Today. Since they take from a variety of sources, things from All Top Today normally do very well. Uh, All Top Today says, nothing about this picture gets enough upvotes and it will be buying a new unopened bottle. And the picture is a cat eating a watermelon. <laughs> I like the idea that it's just a new unopened bottle, not it, like it, it's an empty bottle, never been opened. This must exist. Maybe not. I don't know how bottles are made. Go on. I also don't know how bottles are made. Is that <laughs> possible or are all bottles like that? I don't know. It's probably one or the other. Anyway, <laughs> from Murica SS, uh, SS being subreddit simulator. So the Murica bot, Murica is a subreddit of like over the top patriotism. The title is Beautiful Story of Freedom I've Ever Heard, and it's a picture of the movie poster for 300. Very good. Uh, here's one from Totally Not Robots. Mm. That's that's a subreddit where people pretend to be robots, so everyone talks in all caps and like stilted text as if they're a robot, but as far as I know, only humans post there. Okay. But this is a robot pretending to be a human being a robot. Nice. That's it says in all caps, I too enjoy the rhythmic gyrating patterns of robots pretending to be addicted to scat porn. Help me find a military oh, no. helicopter that can multiply my cash. Oh, no. And it has a picture of the Soviet flag. That's all very bad. <laughs> That's what a computer thinks a person who thinks they're a computer sounds like. Do not like that one bit. Uh, this is from All Top Today. It says, 89-year-old woman graduates college and is now being investigated for allegedly covering up an instance of sexual assault perpetrated by the Nazis. Oh, no. That was really good because the age checks out. Yeah. Um, it also links to a video, but the link has since died, so I have no idea what the video ever was. Oh, God. Here's one from Aw. Aw is just cute animal photos. This says, my cat's reaction to discovering a huge party last night. <laughs> And it's someone holding a tiny bird. <laughs> I really like everything about that. Like all of the subtle things that it insinuates. I like it a lot. Here's one from News. News headline. Woman says she was 15. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> yeah. And it links a story from the BBC saying that a Baltimore 11 day homicide free streak ends in gun death. Oh, God. <laughs> But the headline, woman says she was 15. They say we clickbait and over-sensationalize. I think the news subreddit might have things a little backwards at the moment. <laughs> uh, here's one I really like. This is like a an existential post. This is also from All Top Today. It, the title is simply, he is the first one. And there's a picture of a child on a boat in... A highly polluted lake, and it looks like he's trying to, like, grab bottles out of the lake. <laughs> he is the first one. Oh, man. All right. Last one from a, a very funny subreddit, Florida Man. Oh, Florida yes. Man is where people post headlines where the first words of the headline is Florida Man, <laughs> and then normally commit some crime as if Florida Man is a superhero who's committing all of these crimes at once. Florida man is no match for Florida man tries to steal $7 billion blamed Jesus. <laughs> That's great. And it links a story where a Florida man was too drunk. Nope, it says too drunk. Polk County driver calls 911 on himself. So Florida man calls 
911 <laughs> on himself for drunk driving. Very but good. but that headline. All right, you can check out more of subreddit simulator at reddit.com slash r slash subreddit simulator. Uh, if you go into the comments of subreddit simulator, everything there is all those different bots trying to comment on these stories with only the comments from their respective subreddits. So it gets really wild. And then there's also a discussion subreddit of this called subreddit simulator meta, where people can actual humans can talk about the posts and say how funny they were. It's really good stuff. Definitely worth a subscription on Reddit, because when it pops up in your front page and you don't remember you're subscribed to that you get really confused (laughs) nice all right well that brings us to our next segment which is our trashy toy which is a segment where we play a game in which we either use a um a tool for creating some kind of computer generated output or we you know use content of um something that we have found so, a couple a couple years back, you and I, we had another podcast together. Do you remember what that was? Yes, I was going to play dumb, but I realized on the About Me page, I referenced the TBNL podcast oh. and the TBNL network. Yeah, I'm talking about another one, not TBNL. Do you remember the other one? Well, we had a few on the network, but the one we did together was Sturgis Podmore, an inexplicable Harry Potter fan podcast in the year 2016. <laughs> yeah. I was going to just give you a game of Botnik Jeopardy using a Botnik keyboard loaded with a bunch of Jeopardy questions, but I decided to um, utilize another like another element of this Botnik writer tool, which is you're able to combine keyboards, meaning Ooh. you can take any, for example, what I've done here is I've taken the Jeopardy keyboard that we've used in the past and added to it a body of Harry Potter narration, which was used to um, create the pretty viral um, Botnik written Harry Potter chapter that if you've seen anything from Botnik organically on social media, it was probably this Harry Potter chapter because it really got around um, and it was very cool to see that happen. Um, So uh, I have devised for you, I have a bunch of Harry Potter trivia questions for you that I've written using this Jeopardy slash Harry Potter narration keyboard. And uh, I'm going to send you the keyboard that I used so that you can use it to answer these questions as they come up. Because as you'll notice, they're they're pretty deep cuts. You probably are going to need some help. I am very excited for this game, especially that these are some deep cut questions. I <laughs> oh. mean, we really got into the gilly weeds sometimes on Sturgis Podmore, but I'm sure this will get even more wild. Yeah, so kind of just to set the scene, our whole shtick on Sturgis Podmore was that we basically used the Harry Potter wikia and played ridiculous games like this using all of the wild, wild minutia that exists that people take note of. And so I felt like this was very in the vein of our of our old beloved show. If you're listening to this and saying, man, I almost wish I could hear Sturgis Podmore, <laughs> you kind of can't, know. but email me and you kind of can. We will absolutely, I mean, we've already considered getting that stuff up somewhere. So yeah, if, you, if you're interested, we love that show and would love to share it once more, but it's currently not really available anywhere. Anyway. Eh, kind of. If you're interested, I thought you were going to say, if you're interested, <laughs> we'll we love you, you. <laughs> which also very true. 
All right. Do you have the keyboard up? Are you ready to answer some I questions? I do indeed. Do I have to answer in the form of a question um, like Jeopardy or can so I append my own question? I was I was kind of writing in Jeopardy style, but some of them I wrote in not Jeopardy style. So you absolutely do not have to answer in the form of a question, but some are phrased like Jeopardy questions like this first one, which is this minister of magic had been watching Ron singing for one wild musical night in 07. Hmm. Well, I'm tempted to say the only minister of magic in 07. Oh, we wouldn't know who the minister is in 07, would we? Probably Kingsley, um, yeah, one would hope. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it's not. He was impeached. And instead we have who is Troy Mullet. That's right. It was Troy Mullet. I'm surprised that you knew that because it is kind of in that extended universe canon that um, we hear so much about today, especially with the, um, you know, the existence of the Cursed Child, which handles the future of Harry Potter characters after their, the end of the book. So, yeah, Troy Mullet, he was a he's a feisty one. Oh, yeah, he's... We've seen many of those extended universe biographies on Troy Mullet's oh, yeah. life and career. I'm surprised he still has the ministership. I know. I'm actually, the second you said that name, the image that came to mind is Boris Johnson. So <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> That's the name he uses when he checks into hotels. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you got that one right. I'm, I'm very impressed. Number two. Harry and Luna seriously announced in which famous witch's trampoline that they were going to Italy to get a rabbit. Hmm. <laughs> a lot of famous witches had trampolines in there. I know. Oh, I know. Who is Eve Powdered Dragon? Eve Powdered Dragon is correct. Man, you are killing it. Yes. Yeah, Eve Powdered Dragon. <laughs> I don't remember anything else about her. <laughs> I think she was probably like... They didn't really go into her backstory, but with the yeah. name like Powdered Dragon, you have it to figure to like she worked in the potions business. Oh, yeah. Dealing yeah. a lot of the Powdered Dragon. And because that is how it went in most of the Harry Potter universe. Everyone, everyone's name kind of pertained to their to their um, career. I mean, yeah. Harry was a potter. Yeah. Hermione Ron was a Ron was a weasel. Hermione, Hermione's a ranger. <laughs> Ron was a f little f fucking little weasel. Neville had a long bottom. Oh, did he? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. The cheerleader aboard the train in the first task was this young Marxist goblin. Hmm. Trying to remember my goblins. And your Marxists. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. Now, goblins, if I remember, normally just had, like, one strange little name. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this was the goblin. He only got mentioned in passing as, I think, as the cheerleader. But I'm going to say, who is Brain Power? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was Brain Power. He, I remember him because he was one of the, um, he was one of the only goblins who, like, really went against the typical goblin, um, career path to bolster capitalism and work in the bank. Yeah, he, he really stood out as the single Marxist goblin in the, in the franchise. Yeah, I think there was a, a spinoff, like, animated short about him that was kind of like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Christmas special oh, where he's just yeah. like, I want to eat the rich. Yeah, 
I, yeah, I forgot about that one. I, you know, I think that I think the reason I don't remember that too well is because I feel like that came out when we were younger, and I wasn't re- like I, I didn't really understand it, and I was like, this is really going over my head, so I never watched it again. It actually, yeah, it came out between the first movie and the second movie. <laughs> yeah. It was completely inappropriate when it came out. <laughs> we should watch that this holiday season. Yeah, that should be the new tradition. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, number four. First popularized in London in 1999, this band did not want Dumbledore to criticize Sirius Black's eyes and glossy green robes. Oh, that one's really easy. I know. Who is God's Dormitory? Ah, God's Dormitory. I love him. Everybody talks about the Weird Sisters, but if you're a real Harry Potter hipster, you know God's Dormitory is where it's at. And I mean, yeah, everyone likes W Rock, but everyone really likes W Christian Rock. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking of them as like, I, you know, because there isn't really like a god in the Harry Potter universe. So I was... Yeah, maybe not to your reading, you well, heathen. Well, true, 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 true. But I always thought that I, I thought that was what made them edgy. Yeah, it's kind of like being being an atheist as like a teenager now. Yeah. But like the, the wizard version of that is being like a strict theist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God's dormitory. Look them up. I think they were a Jehovah's Witness band in particular. But they did, they were big serious Black fans. And when Dumbledore came out and said all, <laughs> no, when Dumbledore came out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big moment in the series, yes. When Dumbledore, oh yeah, I'll never forget that scene. Um, <laughs> when um, when Dumbledore came out and said all that stuff about Sirius's eyes and his glossy green robes, they just weren't having it. And they wrote that song, that like really powerful single that was... Ooh, what was it called? <laughs> oh, let me let me try to remember. I think it was called Resistance the Great. Oh my god, Resistance the Great. I don't even know how I forgot that. Oh, uh, that one is so good. All right. Let's let's move on. Peach sneeze degrees. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> this is a rhyming riddle. Peach Sneeze Degrees was the unmistakable best-selling non-fiction work of what famous cinematic Weasley. Ooh. So as you'll remember, the cinematic Weasleys are far different from the literary Weasleys. Yeah, the books were a lot different. That's where you have your Ron, your Bill, your Fred. In the movies, there was just a whole different cast of Weasleys, Mm. all portrayed by Domhnall Gleeson. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, who is Tom Tom? Oh, yeah. Tom Tom. Tom Tom Weasley. Yeah, Tom Tom Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Yeah, yeah, man. I can't believe you're getting all these right, honestly. I mean, maybe we did that podcast for too long. Um, Yeah, give me some credit. We had we had some really uh, out there stuff on Sturgis Podmore. We did. Um, uh, Tom Tom Weasley. What a good little kid. And a great author. Peach Sneeze Degrees. I was about to say, and good whatever else you just said he did. He wrote Peach Sneeze Degrees. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a children's book. He's yeah. a child. Yeah. It was a best That's what a children's <laughs> book is, right? A book written by a child? Best-selling nonfiction children's book. He was amazing. Very inspiring. Harry felt slightly irritated that Ron had slapped... <laughs> that Ron had slapped a little boy who sometimes flew into his waistcoat. Who was it? Oh, man. I, if I hadn't just answered the last one, I would have said it was Tom Tom Weasley. I know. But... I, I can't imagine you would ask back-to-back Tom-Tom uh, Tom Weasley jokes. I think this is one of them, like, video game only. Like, if you had, like, the PS2 version of Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> he existed. I love those guys. I think this was Lee Jordan's little brother, Pat Jordan. Oh, it was absolutely Pat Jordan. 
He was like, yeah. <laughs> in the, it was weird because in the video games they kind of like rewrote the Creevy brothers as just Lee Jordan and his little little brother, which was kind of weird. So like instead of having this like the Creevies being these annoying kids, they just filled that role with Lee Jordan's little brother. And can I take your picture, sir? It's gonna go on the Quidditch broadcast. Can I jump into your waistcoat, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Make room. (laughs) Coming in. And you know, Harry always the the gracious celebrity, and Ron always the kind of defensive sidekick. That time it was kind of. I mean, like you know, I'm not the biggest Harry fan, but. It was pretty harsh when Ron just, like, slapped that poor little boy just across the face. And I can understand why Harry was a little irritated. Yeah, in the movies, they just killed him. But in the books, he slapped him. Hermione raised this young insect from a religious group to be a great success. Hmm. (laughs) I think that you just don't know what an insect is. And the answer is, what is giant spider? Oh, oh, you're right. Oh, that is that is embarrassing. I that was just a complete misuse of word. I forgot it was. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, it was one of Aragog's kids that Hermione just like totally kidnapped and raised to be a great success. <laughs> Do you remember what he did? Uh, yeah, I think he actually invented something. I'm trying to remember. I think he actually uh, invented the the union for all of the wizard bus drivers and whatnot, the oh. national transport wizards. Oh, of course he would, being raised by Hermione. That yeah, totally you know, that makes out. a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Ron asked Slughorn for the opportunity to start a large pile of junk in the room. And what did he say? Do you remember that famous quote that Slughorn said when Ron asked him to start a big pile of junk in the room? Yeah, I'm going to do it in my best slughorn oh, voice. Please, Just yes. let me prepare. All right. I believe he said, Mahogany, my dear boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so satisfied I got my dear boy. <laughs> oh, I guess, you know, that was that was later on in... Um, Later on in the years when Slughorn, I mean, he was already an old dude, but his hearing really started to go at one point. I don't know if you remember that. And Ron was like, hey, man, can I start a big pile of trash in here? And he just thought he said mahogany. (laughs) Can I start a big pile of mahogany in here? And like, (laughs) Slughorn was very taken aback by that, as, as as I can imagine. He's much more of a teak man. At the end of Privet Drive, who was always sitting watching Uncle Vernon's feet from inside a tent? Oh, this is one of those characters where it's like, it's a normal muggle name and you kind of forget it. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, who is Bill Holly? Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Yes! He was canonically... buddy holly's nephew or something like that do you remember that oh yeah they look in the pensive form way later and there's that scene where he's like buddy it's your cousin bill i found that new sound you've been looking for bill holly i always wish that we had spent more time on privet drive especially because we we always would get in each book there was just that that little hint that there was someone ominously watching Vernon's feet from a tent at the end of the at the end of the street. And it's kind of surprising that being what an, a yuppie street privet drive was that they even let somebody just like post up in a tent for, you know, an indefinite amount of time. Really? You would think there'd be like a homeowners association. Yeah. Privet drive, more like pervert drive. 
That's what the neighbors would say. <laughs> this one's written like a w- weird Jeopardy question. Science this, Dumbledore. Green steak from the kitchen means only one thing. What's that? So basically the question here is what does green steak mean? Yeah. What does it mean when it's turned green? I think that's pretty simple. Uh, it means antidotes. Right, right. So it, that I guess that's what ha- um, that's what happened when um, that uh, so, uh, who was trying to poison Dumbledore? Was it Malfoy? Was it Draco yeah, Malfoy? Yeah, yeah, he was trying to poison Dumbledore, and um, Dumbledore ordered a steak up from the kitchen, and it arrived on his plate, and it was green, and, and that the house elves were like, "Sorry, it's all good now," because we we noticed that it had been poisoned, so we had to antidote it what is the verb (laughs) yeah i think you got it we had to antidote it so so it turned green but it's all good that means it's safe to eat in the movies they said all that because they didn't really trust the audience to understand in the books they just kind of said you know dumbledore knew what was up the house elves knew what was up so the house elf was just kind of winky at dumbledore ah ah anyone Uh anyone that in the weeds on harry potter (laughs) it's not even that in the weeds maybe it is are people today in 2018 still remembering who winky was is you know they better yeah they better tonks screamed at craig because he (laughs) because he did nothing to stop what affair I'm trying to remember some affairs from Harry Potter. There were quite a few. And trying to remember Craig, I I imagine. I think this was when she was posted at Hogwarts. I don't really remember who Craig is, but I think this was the affair between Hannah Abbott and Trelawney. Oh, yeah, man. He did, because Craig just saw it happening and did nothing to stop it. Yeah, Craig was just in the other, in the astronomy tower, like, yeah, sick. Tonks is like, that is a teacher and a student. (laughs) Man, yeah. She had every right to scream at Craig. I can't believe Craig was the one in charge that night. (laughs) What was Craig's job again? Um, He was one of the the guys there to protect against the Dementors. Andy Warhol Lupin is the inventor (laughs) of of this rhyme. So I'm going to need a rhyme from you. That rhyme was Pavarti Party. Oh, man, that's really good. Yeah, that is exactly, and, and it's really good because it was it was written by Andy Warhol Lupin, uh, art and literature luminary of what era? I don't even know. Was he modern? Is he old? Who knows? Yeah, Remus's dad, Andy Warhol Lupin. <laughs> yeah. It was like right when Remus was like getting into school, his dad was like, finally, I have some time to make my art. <laughs> And he did coin the phrase Pavarti Party, which is what uh, Pavarti Patil was named after. Exactly. All right. It strikes me just now that her name is Parvati. Yep. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't much of a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like it didn't like register to me because like my whole childhood reading that name, I read it Pavarti. So I think we all did. Probably. So. Maybe you all just learned something that it's like Parvati or maybe even Parvati. <laughs> Probably. All right. This family lived in a hollow train in the middle of Hogwarts. Oh, man. It was one of the major wizarding families yeah. because they were allowed to live right there. Yeah. You know, it was like a boxcar children situation. <laughs> boxcar wizards. Yeah. I think, and this was... It struck me as strange at the time, but I 
think it was the Gryffindors. It was, yeah. So this is why we never really saw it in, um, you know, the time period that we knew because it was way, way, way back in the day, back near the founding of Hogwarts, the founding family, the Gryffindors. They um, they lived right in a train car in the middle of the castle. Nobody really liked that. It, w- it wasn't great. It was very inconvenient. Yeah, it, it was just very odd that you know, you would build a school around the train car that the family lived in. Yeah. But hey. Because the train car was there. That was kind of like the foundation for the whole castle. It was dead center. Yeah, that's now if you go to the room of requirement, it originally was a train car, but it's just kind of been, you know, charmed out the caboose. Right. (laughs) All right. So I have another little mini game to tie up this episode and... This is a game where you're going to be telling me who said this thing. And in order to do this, I have a list of, uh, honestly, a terrible list of a bunch of Harry Potter characters. And I want you to just plug them into a um, random generator, like a random picker thing. You got it. Okay, so I've got five quotes for you here. This first one is... I can't, don't, and won't bother with Professor McGonagall, and I am the only one who can help her. I remember this. Do you remember what McGonagall's issue was at the time? Because I do. I don't. I don't. She was looking everywhere for rum raisin ice cream, and no one (laughs) would help her find it. And the one person who might have been able to make some was unwilling, and that, of course was Florian Fortescue. Oh, man, notorious for just absolutely having a grudge against McGonagall. Man. Well, against Rum Raisin mainly, but oh. thus thus the <laughs> hatred of McGonagall. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that very prominent character. This next one is... A little party down in Godric's Hollow? Yes, yes, we can! Oh, man, you can hear the excitement in the voice of Colin Creevy. <laughs> Yeah, who desperately wanted to go party on the remains of the house that Harry's parents were uh, murdered in. He was a naive child, but also a big (laughs) Harry collector. So like partying there was like, I don't know. It's like if you were a big Beatles fan and you were going to party at like Apple Records. Like the Cavern Club. (laughs) All right. The only way to find a Death Eater is to say, Harry Potter is going out with Percy Weasley and you will have a few of them all over you. Wow, that was a, it was kind of a fucked up thing to say because it's like sort of gay bashing, sort yeah. of like making fun of the fact that Harry is being hunted to his death. Yeah. And it was really inappropriate because it was said in school by the fat friar. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he was, you know, everything he said and his whole personality does not age well. He was honestly very insensitive. And I it, it, it kind of seemed like a lot of the things that J.K. Rowling wanted to be able to say to push the envelope, she kind of just, like, hid behind the fat fryer and used him as a... As a um, as a way to say those things. Yeah, I think for growing up, we all thought that maybe JKR was Hermione, but I think yeah. now and in, in later years, we're starting to see that she might be the Fat Friar. She's definitely the Fat Friar. Okay. What happened to you? You look like if Justin Finch Fletchley was a twin, but he was the one with a good sense of humor. <laughs> really good quote. I was over the moon about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
yeah, the classic double burn. <laughs> I think that was a little bit of like light ribbing, even though it sounds really malicious out of context. I think it was said to either Fred or George, thus the twin line. And it was said by their teammate, Angelina Johnson. Oof. And she was quick with the wit. Quick with the wit, quick with the seeking. Nope, chasing. (laughs) Yeah. And the last quote and the last thing (laughs) for this trashy toy. Don't you think it's a bit funny the way Voldemort's legs don't transport me to the stars? (laughs) I think those were the last words of Aragog. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. That was really sad. That's why That's why Slughorn was weeping after that. He's like, it is a little funny, but it's mostly just sad. In fact, can you, can you, I, I said it a little cheerfully because I couldn't remember who said it in what context. Can you give me, um, give me your best rendering of Aragog's dying words? I think he probably started with Hagrid, but you cut that off. But I think it was Hagrid. Don't you think it's a bit funny the way Voldemort's legs don't transport me to the stars? And then he died. Oh, man. What a moment. Yeah, sad, sad moment in Harry Potter history. (laughs) All right. Well, you really absolutely killed that game. I I didn't know if you'd remember a lot of this stuff because, quite honestly, I didn't remember a lot of it till I was writing the questions myself, so... Nice job. Yeah, next time you're going to have to amp up the difficulty for me. So that was that was fantastic. And that was so much fun because it felt so much like Sturge's Podmore. And um, like we said, if you liked this, we can hook you up with some more. We have like a year's worth of this stuff on ice somewhere. Uh, aside from aside from that, I, I used a Botnik keyboard to write this game, and you can find everything that Botnik does at botnik.org or various avenues of social media. You could find them. Um, Botnik Studios on a lot of things is what I think their handle is. And if you want to test out the Botnik writer, the URL for that is botnik.org slash app slash writer, but you can also find a link to it right on their website so yeah we're we love botnik and all the good stuff that people over there are doing so thanks for making this tool that we can use to do stupid shit like this yeah they put out a lot of great content but i think most importantly they make their tools accessible so you can go out and play around with it and make all that weird stuff on your own and have fun with it as well if you have any things you make with these botnik keyboards please send them our way we will get a great laugh out of them absolutely That's all we got for you this week. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Robot Typewriter on Twitter. We're Robots on Typewriters on Facebook. Um, We live on a website called Batcamp, and that is batcamp.org. And our handle for Batcamp is at Batcampsite across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, And our theme song is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. And that's all. I'm gonna I'm gonna close out this episode with another. Um, this is just this is just my favorite bit of um, of exposition that I've always loved from the Harry Potter books. It seemed to be a giant huggable Weasley that Harry was sure he was scared of. Jordan. There's yeah. that scene where he's like, "Buddy, it's your cousin Bill. I found that new sound you've been looking for." And he gets, oh, that was going to be really dark. I don't know. Never mind. (laughs) And he's like, sorry, I'm about to get on a flight. (laughs) I was about to say. He he, he gets Buddy Holly's wife on the phone. He's like, oh, no, he just took off. (laughs) 
That's really fucking dark. Oh, man. Least um, appropriate bit. 